स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हेलो एंड वेलकम टू मिंट आई एम नसरीन सुल्ताना आई एम एन असिस्टेंट एडिटर एट मिंट I keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets. You are listening to All Things Markets where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. As markets staged a massive recovery post COVID lows, global brokerage firms have started raising their targets for Indian markets. reiterating their bullish stance global markets such as morgan stanley goldman sachs and nomura feel that indian markets have more legs to the rally as economic indicators show recovery while corporate earnings are hinting that revival is on the track indian benchmark indices have rallied over 60% from the lows that we saw in march while continuously hitting new record highs this week Confidence of foreign investors have led to a massive supply of foreign money into Indian equities at a time when domestic institutional investors or DII are on the sidelines. So far in November, foreign institutional investors or FIIs have pumped in around 4.15 billion dollar in Indian shares. highest in last 3 months with a total inflow of nearly 11 billion dollar for the whole year so what does the oversupply of foreign money mean for indian markets to understand that i am in conversation with anil gupta sector head financial sector ratings at icra hi anil welcome to the show thank you nasrin Uh, so uh, since we are here to talk about the foreign liquidity and it's been one of the few months uh, for indian markets at least that uh, there's a lot of foreign money coming into india of course we know it's because of the global central bank but my question to you is do you expect this foreign money to sustain and to come to india in the next few months yeah definitely in asrin like if you look at the couple of first couple of quarters for the current financial year we've already seen a inflows of close to around 9 billion dollars and uh, we are expecting a overall inflow of around 17 to 20 billion dollars for financial year 21 and largely this is stemming from the fact that uh, the uh, the concerns which we had on the economic growth uh, at the beginning of the year and uh, the huge massive outflow which we saw in the q4 those mm. concerns have uh, been abated a lot of concerns has got abated uh, after the relaxations in the lockdown and the impact which was expected on the economy has got maybe you can say it mellowed down and because of which now definitely the revival momentum looks strong and uh, that should support the fii inflows in the current year right uh, definitely the outlook looks good at least in the near term the presidential elections which have happened in us they have turned out to be like favorable for the fii inflows Uh, uh over last couple of weeks you can say weeks mm. so that is also uh, going to be an additional factor which will support our fii flows in the equity segment in the current year right uh but you know uh, this uh, the, the result of this fii flow is also because most of the central banks worldwide including rbi has been quite uh, you know loose in their monetary policy stance 
and because the economy is about to you know it's actually looking at a recovery at least in the global economy do you think if the central bank starts you know winding up its balance sheet and do you think this uh, india will still be having this much of foreign money coming to india yeah that is right that the liquidity uh, surpluses across the economies have been one of the factors driving in the uh, the inflows into the equity segment but the liquidity environment is likely to remain uh, benign uh, we can expect uh, the liquidity conditions to remain good at least for next couple of quarters till we have a very strong like uh, a visibility in terms of sustainability of the economic growth so we can expect the looseness in monetary policy at least to continue for next couple of quarters at least you can say 2 to 2 to 3 quarters minimum subsequently the i think the central banks across the world including the rbi will see how sustainable has been the growth momentum and then only they will look at tightening of this liquidity environment right so near term outlook looks good for the equity inflows okay uh, if i if we, if we turn our focus to the debt segment uh, especially from the fi lens fis have been uh, you know really staying away from the debt uh, instruments in india but they have started nimbling up Uh, you know buying fi uh, the debt instruments from september do you, what has led to this uh, you know optimism um, uh, among the fi especially for the indian debt instruments and also do you think that this enthusiasm among the fi will stay uh, i think uh, the concern on the fi side if you look at the uh, uh, quarterly flows the flows turned negative uh, sharply in the fourth quarter largely because of the covid and the concerns mm-hmm. which Uh, the uh, uh, FIs had on the uh, you can see the credit quality of the Indian corporate. So subsequent to that, I think again uh, similar to the economic revival, um, we have seen a sharp rebound in the economic activities. The concerns have gradually abated, and the selling pressure from the FIs they have abated by the end of the second quarter. Yes, the incremental inflows still continue to remain weak, uh, uh, largely because we have also seen a. sharp decline not only in the global uh, debt uh, uh, yields but also on the domestic side also where the mm-hmm. yield on the corporate bonds have fallen substantially after the uh, various liquidity measures they has been which have been taken by uh, the rbi so that way uh, the yield attraction is something which is going to have a, a bearing on the fi inflows because uh, the yields have substantially corrected i think with the coming months if the yields start trending upwards because the liquidity let's say starts going down surplus liquidity starts going down couple of quarters down the line definitely we can see some reversal in the in, uh, inflows but as of now the outlook in terms of the overall fi uh, uh, inflows for the full year it remains uh, weak uh, we are expecting that the full year will still be negative in terms of inflows uh, for the financial year 21 uh, from the fis okay all right now if we also look at the uh, kind of money that's coming from the domestic uh, in institutional investors uh, that's also has been quite weak if you look at the month on month figures for the dis it's been a negative and also the equity mutual funds have been under severe pressure of outflows uh in a situation as such where markets have actually been uh, very strong the last few months what is actually uh, bothering the domestic institutional investors yeah uh, so if you look at the typically the trend or the behavior of the dis versus fi so typically the two uh, two uh, you can say market participants typically behave in a reverse way 
when we see huge FII inflows, typically FII uh, DIs have the tendency to book out the profits and uh, maybe uh, create liquidity uh, as a counterbalancing, you can say, mm. a trend. Uh, so, uh, plus, uh, if you look at the domestic uh, uh, mutual fund inflows, uh, fresh domestic inflows in terms of mutual funds have not grown significantly. Um, uh, the AUMs uh, on the equity side have largely increased because of the mark-to-market in terms of the growth which has happened in the indices. Mm. So the AUMs have grown, but the fresh money inflows uh, has not grown so much. And uh, the uh, tendency of the domestic investors will also be to book the profits when the market has an all-time high level. So uh, the DII flows will typically remain uh, counter, uh, uh, you can say a balancing effect on the markets to the FII inflows. And as we, let's say, in case the uh, FII flows were to slow down, we could see some uh, jump in the uh, DII inflows, uh, partly because the domestic investors will also look at more allocation. But nonetheless, we should also understand that uh, uh, the domestic interest rates from the bank deposits and other saving products they have also declined substantially. So there is a tendency for the investors to go to the equity market, but uh, they would have been more comfortable had the markets would have been relatively lower level, uh, not at the current all-time high levels. Right. Okay. Um, So Mr. Gupta, you also very actively uh, cover the financial, the banking system. So if I have to ask you about the credit quality uh, that you have seen in the last uh, six months, especially after lockdown, and uh, very surprisingly, the financials have uh, shown a very good September quarter, much to the surprise of analysts. So what is your view on the credit quality of the banks and NBFCs now? Yeah, September results were definitely a surprise, uh, in, a positive surprise, I'll say, uh, in terms of the reported numbers. And uh, largely, uh, it is emanating from the fact that we had a moratorium on six months. Uh, for the debt repayment by the borrowers and because of the moratorium your slippages were uh, 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 very low because there were no demand uh, in terms of repayments from the borrowers now uh, on top of that uh, there have been some collection data which has been given by various banks and nbfcs where they have reported collection efficiency of almost more than 90 percent in most of the cases whereby september collections have been uh, closer to 90 to 95 percent of what the demand was now, whether this collection efficiency numbers are sustainable uh, uh, going forward, uh, this is something which we need to see uh, because there could be few reasons why these collection numbers look good. One could be that the borrowers would have accumulated liquidity during the moratorium period, which they may have used to service the repayments for the month of September. Second could be that their borrowers, which are under moratorium, could have also uh, uh, paid some installments uh, during the moratorium, which the banks and NBFCs could have adjusted against the dues uh, for the month of September. And third, I think we are also in the uh, uh, season for festive season, whereby typically the economic activity and cash flows uh, for the borrowers are good. Whether the uh, uh, the uh, economic activity continues to sustain after the festive season, let's say in the month of December, January. And uh, what impact uh, the uh, the conclusion of moratorium uh, 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 has on the liquidity of the borrowers, we need to see these factors uh, to uh, say that the collection numbers will continue to remain strong even in the coming months. So we still continue to remain in a wait and watch mode uh, uh, and we are not going only by the reported numbers for September and the collection efficiencies for the September uh, and uh, the asset quality outlook still remains in a wait, uh, wait and watch mode. Right. 
but very surprisingly even retail loan segment for most of the banks especially the private banks uh, you know if you talk about icici bank and all the big lenders private lenders that has grown i'm very curious to know what has led to the uh, retail loan book growth uh, especially in this uh, i understand there was a moratorium period but besides that most of these banks have also come out and said that their moratorium period is i mean they have people have repaid their loans even the retail segment uh and this comes at a time when there is uh, you know widespread job losses income losses are we actually turning around the economy and is there i mean is this going to stay on uh, and sustained yeah so on a yoy basis if you look at the retail loans definitely the uh, loan book growth appears to be good uh, but have if we have to see uh, the loan book uh, on a incremental basis for the lenders so let us say at a system level the total retail loans were around 25.6 lakh crores as on march end the number is around 25.7 lakh crores as on september end so that way there is a not a much of a growth on a incremental basis though on a yoy basis the number look good uh, definitely uh, uh, with the uh, data on the moratorium which the uh, uh, banks have now uh, that uh, 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 who are the customers who have not availed moratorium and uh, uh, who have continued to pay repay on a timely manner definitely those borrowers will now be a preferred subset for the lenders to uh, take on to the like fresh loans uh, uh, they can uh, give out the fresh disbursements to these borrowers because they have displayed a relatively great uh, better credit behavior but to say uh, that uh, 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 that uh, incrementally uh, the retail loan growth has been good uh, i think uh, that will still be i think we are still some time away to go back to the what we had pre covid uh, uh, growth in terms of retail loans the lenders will remain in a wait and watch mode because still uh, the sibil scores are uh, uh, not reflecting uh, what uh, 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 the impact uh, 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 the moratorium and the covid had on the borrowing ability uh, servicing debt servicing ability of the borrowers so nonetheless uh, but what we look at uh, from the uh, lenders the disbursements have uh, uh, gone back to maybe 60 to 70% of what it used to be pre covid levels and the commentary from the lenders is that uh, they are typically looking at normalization of the business levels by the end of the uh, third quarter and fourth quarter so uh, we should go back to the previous quarterly levels uh, 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 in couple of months right now if i have to ask you about the corporate segment altogether the credit credit you know taking ability of the corporate segment if you look at the september quarter numbers uh, interest uh, outgo has been of course low because of moratorium and the interest uh, uh, rates are anyways low but uh, overall uh, as we get out of the moratorium we've already out of the moratorium period now in this quarter and december quarter and jan and of course an entire fiscal you see, you think the credit uh, taking ability or servicing the loans that they had previously taken has that improved because they are anyways not uh, spending that money into capex uh, there was of course no production in 3 months in, in till, till june so do you think the ability of companies uh, in the corporate uh, india that has uh, got better see uh, uh, yes uh, interest rate uh, expenses of the corporates have gone down because of the decline in the benchmark lending rates for most of the banks they have been passed on the benefit of lower deposit rates to the borrowers right but uh, purely a lower interest rate uh, environment will not spur up the capex uh, uh, unless the corporates are very confident on the uh, revival of the demand 
the demand revival which we are seeing uh, after the covid uh, could be a pent up demand uh, or a, a sustained demand we don't know so till the time i think the uh, corporates are more clear on the sustainability of the demand uh, uh, the capex is not going to happen just because the interest rates are low uh, right. we should see uh, some we should see some sustainability of the demand before the companies push the pedal on the uh, capex right but here if you're talking about auto companies i mean auto is of course led by uh, mostly by the retail uh, i mean the retail demand right. uh, if if we can uh, leave auto real estate which are basically consumer faced uh, companies but if you're talking with the larger companies like an L, the manufacturing ones yeah, or the infrastructure companies capital goods companies uh, do you see i mean what is your view of uh, you know this company's credit quality now uh, especially after uh, covid and after that they are getting back to normalcy their their order books are coming back uh, of course not as back to what it was last year but at least it is kind of uh, inching back so what is what is your view on on their credit quality yeah so definitely uh, uh, the infra spending uh, uh, over last couple of years has been supported by the uh, government expenditure right and uh, uh, what has happened is uh, because of the covid we are also looking at the uh, the uh, tax collections for the state governments as well as the central government uh, having a short significant shortfall so what the companies are more concerned today is uh, not on the order books or order inflows rather the timeliness of the payments from the states against the uh, expenditure with which they do so uh, if there is a uh, uh, if there is a uh, issue in terms of timely payments even uh, uh, these spendings uh, uh, from the infra uh, could get uh, uh, impacted because uh, there could be a lag between what the uh, uh, the cash flow the uh, the developers or the epc contractors get vis a vis what they incur so if there is a cash flow blockage uh, possibly uh, uh, the uh, the uh, the spend on the infrastructure sector could also get uh, uh, mellowed down uh, unless uh, the uh, state governments and central governments are, are able to push through timely payments to these contractors right so uh, one last question before i let you go is on the corporate debt uh, you know fundraising uh, you know we've seen in the last few months especially after february when one mutual fund you know had a bad experience shutting down its debt schemes uh, what is your view and how do you see uh, you know fundraising the mutual funds or fundraising uh, uh, no fundraising activities by companies which have papers below uh, no double a rated because it has been seen the last few months in fact it's been there since uh, for a long time that companies i mean the papers which are less than double a rated they are they have a lot of issues in raising funds are banks still averse uh, to kind of lend to this kind of papers yeah i think the current environment which we have in the debt capital markets is definitely what uh, 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 is unexpected in terms of like the buoyancy which we are seeing uh, it was not expected when we started at the beginning of the financial year when uh, people were talking about uh, a moratorium on the debt capital instruments also similar to what was given on the bank loans right but i think that is history now and i think the uh, the uh, 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 the bond market uh, has behaved uh, very strongly in in first half uh, because of the liquidity measures because of the uh, the decline in the bond deals and the issuances what we are seeing uh, for the first half they were almost 175% of what we saw last year so they were up by almost 75% in the first half so that is 
uh, you can say a part of it would could have been because uh, uh, the banks uh, subscribe to the bonds under TLTRO during the first uh, quarter. Right. But subsequently, so this is basically, mostly led by RBI, you know, actions, right? But in second quarter, I think uh, the TLTRO funding when it was not there. Uh, mm-hmm. The strong issuances in second quarter do reflect that investors are coming back to the bond market, uh, okay. and not only in AAA paper but also in AA papers because the bond yields have corrected even in the lower rated categories at AA uh, levels. Okay. So there is an improved uh, appetite for the uh, papers in even in AA category. Though yes, issuances continue to remain dominated by AAA and the PSU rated uh, entity PSU mm-hmm. uh, entities. So, what about papers which are below double A rated? They still have issues in raising money. So, I think uh, there is some aversion which is continuing uh, in category uh, which is rated below double A, uh, but uh, uh, it is much lower, you can say, than what it used to be in the month of March and April when the uh, we had uh, issues with the mutual fund house. Plus, there was a uh, COVID uncertainty was at the peak. But today, it, the situation is better. The rates are lower uh, across all the rating categories. Uh, even in a category, what it used to be in month of March and April. But it is improving, it's what you Yes, feel. yes, yes. Okay, all right. All right, Mr. Gupta, on that note, thanks a lot for giving us time and of course sharing those insights. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure, uh, Nasrin. Thank you so much. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.